The future of orthodontics is evolving and changing every day. But although the way to achieve practice growth has changed, there's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. Let's get into the minds of industry leaders, forward-thinking orthodontists, and technology insiders to learn how they see the future of the orthodontic specialty. How will digital orthodontics, artificial intelligence, clear aligner therapy, remote monitoring, in-house printing, and other innovations change the way you practice? Join your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein, each month as they bring you insights, tips, and guest interviews focused on helping you capitalize on the opportunities for practice growth. And now, welcome to the golden age of orthodontics with the co-founders of People and Practice, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Dad, did you know that I scheduled Maya for her first orthodontic consult coming up in a couple of weeks? Well, that's good. I mean, she's eight now, I think, right? So uh, did you take any of the recommendations of people I know that are mm -hmm. up in the area? Yeah, I did. Did some research, looked around, landed on one orthodontist who is seems really great. Uh, appreciate the recommendation. He's not that close to me, really, typically outside of the geographic radius where I would typically drive, but he offers dental monitoring. And so I am moving forward with him because, you know, we'll see him for the initial consult and the number of times that I do have to go in uh, is going to be much fewer. And so it's worth it to me to see him. And so I'm, I'm really pleased and we're, we're going to get started in the next couple of months. I'm glad. I'm glad you, you went to somebody that I know because otherwise, you know, we'd be kind of just shooting in yeah. the dark there looking at yeah. like everybody else is looking at reviews for everyone that doesn't have an orthodontist as a father this is what we do look at reviews look at the website see if there's a way to schedule online all of that stuff but i tell this story because it's a great segue to our episode today welcome to the golden age of orthodontics I'm Dr. Leon Klempner, retired board certified orthodontist, currently teaching part-time at Harvard, and I'm CEO of People in Practice. I've also been blessed to be married to my heart, my high school sweetheart, Lori. I want to give her a shout out for the past 48 years. I uh, have three happy, healthy grandkids and the dad of three very intelligent, successful, and compassionate adult daughters, one of which is my business partner and my co-host. Well, that's an intro. Thank you very much. I'm Amy and one of those three. Thank you. I have an MBA in marketing and 20 years of PR experience. And my dad and I co-founded People in Practice about 10 years ago when there seemed to be a need in um, the orthodontic community for support in growing orthodontic practices. And so we um, got together and, and put our heads together, the orthodontic experience, obviously, on my dad's side and the marketing and public relations experience from my side. And it's been great. Um, today, we are thrilled to have Dr. Barry Benton as our guest. He's a board certified orthodontist based in Oxford, Alabama, where he cares for patients at two locations under the brand Designer Smiles by Benton. He received his bachelor of science degree at Furman University, his DMD at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, Birmingham, and his certificate in orthodontics and MS in dentistry at Louisiana State University. 
Dr. Benton is also one of the youngest orthodontists in the country to be a diplomat of the American Board of Orthodontics. Welcome, Dr. Barry Benton. Thank you. It's an honor to be here and looking forward to our conversation. Great. Thanks, Barry, for joining us. And um, as you know, uh, during COVID, a lot of practices were turning towards remote monitoring as an option, uh, some temporary and some uh, embraced it following COVID. Uh, there were also many that were kind of dipping their toes into remote monitoring, uh, using it for college students and, you know, one-off types of cases. And, and then there's also, as you know, a segment that is kind of uh, afraid of dental monitoring or, or remote monitoring in that they feel it's too much like uh, direct-to-consumer and, and, and they're not embracing the technology. So my question to you, Barry, is uh, what made you consider using remote monitoring and why did you specifically choose dental monitoring? Yes, and you're absolutely right in uh, the discussion that you've had with other orthos about their feelings for remote monitoring. For me, it came down to what was going on in the world during COVID. And it was chaotic. I was looking for a way to keep in touch and keep on track my current patients and also finding a way to continue to bring in new patients to the practice because in the middle of COVID, we had no idea how long a shutdown would last. I know different doctors across the country were shut down for different lengths of time. So there were so many unknowns that I needed some way to keep track of my current patients and continue to bring in new patients. When I surveyed the landscape for remote monitoring and virtual consults, dental monitoring is the one platform that really rose to the top because it encompasses a way for me to acquiesce new patients, but also track and monitor my current patients. It was also one platform. So it was a new, uh, just one new system that uh, my team needed to learn. And like I said, when I surveyed everything, it's, it's what rose to the top and what we ultimately chose to go with. Although I did learn a very valuable lesson during that time because I made that decision pretty much in the dark you know, without the input from my staff. And when we came back from the shutdown, I was all excited and I launched this brand new, amazing uh, monitoring service. And it was just deer in headlights from their end. Uh, they were not only... Uh, scared and you know traumatized from coming through the COVID uh, shutdown. They didn't know what the world was going to look like. And then all of a sudden, I'm changing everything that they thought was constant uh, at their uh, workplace. So it was a very valuable lesson for me during that time as we tried to roll out dental monitoring to gather input from my team and really take in uh, to account their feelings and what their opinions are on new systems uh, for the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's a really important point you make, I think, with any technology implementation, any any change is making sure to involve the team um, that just ensures that everything 
uh, rolls out smoothly. And, you know, when we talk to practices, um, sometimes part of the challenge is the reluctance to make workflow changes right now. Uh, you know, the economic climate, the uh, difficulty with staffing, these are all reasons why I think uh, doctors are hesitant to rock the boat internally. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, one learning was involving them in the process uh, of it incorporating a new technology, but what was your onboarding process like um, once you had, uh, you know, them on board and everything um, and, and signed up as, you know, as excited as you were to implement dental monitoring? Sure. So at first, dental monitoring was not able to do a true onboarding because, again, we were under the COVID shutdown restrictions and travel was limited. Uh, but once those were lifted and dental monitoring was able to come out and do a proper onboarding, it completely, cha completely changed the outlook uh, of the staff and how that system was implemented. One big thing they did is they involved the entire office from the scheduling coordinator to the treatment coordinator to the chairside assistants. Everybody had a role to play with dental monitoring. And the nice thing is it wasn't so much extra work where some one person felt overwhelmed or I didn't feel like it was worth it at this time because I was short staffed. Uh, dental monitoring really did an amazing job coming in and spreading out the workload and showing the team and myself the advantages of remote monitoring and how it can make our life easier and also more automated. So there's less man hours that are needed to keep track of our patients. Mm -hmm. So uh, Barry, um, you know, if you've listened to our podcast and or listened to any of the lectures that we give, we talk a lot about value per visit as being an important key metric to take a look at. So with that in mind, I'm particularly interested uh, in the dynamic scheduling or what's commonly known as scheduling on demand. Um, and it's um, effectiveness and, and use and uh, as a, a DM user, could you tell our, our audience exactly what that is? And if you're using it, how's it working out? And, and just how do you do it? Sure. And we are using dynamic scheduling. We weren't always using it. Uh, we actually just recently made that change uh, in the last six months because before uh, we made the change, we didn't have a strong need uh, to revamp our scheduling system. Uh, we were reaping benefits from dental monitoring, uh, from the increased awareness of what's going on in our patient's mouth. But we had three doctors that were able to cover all of our patients and we actually had growth room in our doctor's schedules. So we weren't really crunched uh, for appointments. However, over the summer of this past year, our associate informed us that he was homesick, wanted to move back out west, and of course, uh, we were sad to see him go because he's an amazing orthodontist, but it created a, a vacuum in our schedule where we once had three doctors to see a certain number of patients, and now it was down to two. Uh, so the simple answer would be to work more days, but 
my father, who's the second orthodontist in our practice, or I would say I'm the second orthodontist uh, in the practice, we both decided that that is is not on the table. We didn't want to add days to our work schedule. Our families uh, would not have approved of that answer. So we had to look somewhere else. And dental monitoring, again, kind of came to the rescue for us and said, hey, what about dynamic scheduling? My first response was, I understand it, but we're a heavy bracket practice. Uh, over 70% of our patients are in traditional brackets and wires. I've heard of this concept, but most of the practices that I've seen successfully implemented were high share of chair aligner practices. So I was unsure whether a practice with such a large percentage of brackets patients could successfully implement it. So I had to do a lot of research and really revamp most of the systems in our office to account for that. On the In the back of my mind, I knew that the braces themselves would work with dynamic scheduling. We all learned in school about night tie wires and the length of time that they can work and they're active. We also saw that coming out of the COVID shutdown where patients were unable to see us for 12, 16, 20 weeks. The night tie wires continued to work, the teeth continued to get straight. So the braces themselves were never in doubt. I was concerned with the patient that the braces were attached to. I didn't know what they were going to do uh, to the appliances over that length of time, especially unsupervised. But again, dental monitoring came to the rescue and said, hey, we can provide the supervision. You'll see the patients once a week uh, through our platform without them coming into the office. And that way, if something does go wrong, you know it and can make the appropriate decision on what needs to be done for their care. So, Barry, just as a follow up, um, you know, one of, I would be concerned, let's say, if I had a patient, um, if I was moving towards this um, scheduling on demand, I would be concerned that I, you know, I would lose somebody, you know, because the security when I was in practice was that we'd always make the next appointment while the patient was still here so that we had them, you know, into the, our patient management system. And if they no-showed, they'd show up on a no-show report, you know. Uh, so how do you prevent, you know, losing people or the fear that a lot of orthos have told me is that they're worried that people are going to take the aligners and then they won't get paid. Have you had any of those issues or could you talk a little bit about how you deal with that? Sure. And we have those same fears because we're running the same reports uh, that you mentioned. We're monitoring those and, and catching patients that are falling through the cracks as well. For our aligner patients, uh, since we started giving all of the aligners to the patient and monitoring them through dental monitoring, luckily we have not seen an increase in financial collections or patients uh, deciding that you know, they're going to become their own orthodontist and, and stop coming to see us. So we've been lucky in that uh, situation. As far as the reports uh, go that you mentioned, we're still appointing the patient. And the nice thing is with dental monitoring is it's given us insight into how long our appliances are active at different points in treatment. So we've been able to gather uh, through the DM insights side of the platform 
how long the arch wires are active, for what length of time. So we've been able to dial in our appointment intervals, but even before we knew that, we were booking a tentative appointment and we were telling the patient, hey, I think your teeth are going to be ready for the next appointment in 12 weeks. But the great thing is I'm going to be seeing you once a week through the dental monitoring app. If your teeth are ready before then, congratulations, we'll call you and move everything up. But if they're not quite ready at 12 weeks, we may call and push you back a couple of weeks because um, we want to wait until your teeth are ready uh, for the next appointment. You know, uh, I, uh, Amy and I spent some time with a colleague of mine that um, has been using scheduling on demand. And what amazed me was in the, you know, the few hours that we spent in the office, which were in my my practice would have been prime time, crazy time uh, between like three and six where kids are off from school and it's like uh, chaos. Um, we were having coffee. Um, we were, we, you know, I couldn't believe the, the leisurely pace that the practice was running under. Um, so um, did you find yourself, you know, with a less stress when you were practicing? A little bit. Uh, I'm not sure we're taking coffee breaks yet, but for us, the main concern uh, with moving to dynamic scheduling or the main uh, motivation, I should say, for moving to dynamic scheduling was we were losing a doctor. So we had mm -hmm. to absorb a day and a half of doctor schedule mm -hmm. time across mm -hmm. our two offices. Uh, and that's where the dynamic scheduling has really helped. So it's allowed us to yeah maintain our current work schedule by seeing more patients uh, with the same level of uh, degree and um, just coverage that we normally would. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I'm sure that there are a, a lot of use cases um, and everyone's will be a little bit different in terms of how the extra time would benefit a practice. So what we typically do on this program is we offer the opportunity to our listeners to call in with a question if they have one. And we do have a question for you today, Barry, um, and I'll go ahead and play it for you now. Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Milner with Milner Orthodontics in Fort Collins, Colorado. If I'm not quite ready to implement scheduling on demand, what is the benefit of using dental monitoring in the meantime? Thank you, Dr. Milner. That's a, a great question. And that's actually where our practice was uh, in the middle of 2022 when we had all three doctors. We were using dental monitoring to great uh, effect without the dynamic scheduling. And the benefit is really knowing what's walking in the door, especially on the bracket side of treatment uh, compared to aligners. So with brackets, we know exactly the condition of the patient's mouth when they're walking in the door. So there's no surprises, there's no uh, misunderstandings, and we're able to adjust our schedule ahead of time to accommodate those last minute comfort visits or emergency visits that are coming in. And mom, patient, the practice, the staff, everybody's on the same page as far as what's going on and how long it's gonna take. We've all been there when a late afternoon appointment walks in saying, hey, I have a broken wire or a pokey wire. It'll take you five minutes, can you clip it? 
And then we realized that it's actually three broken brackets. And that's the reason the wire's poking. All of a sudden, the patient's upset because they have to make a return trip because they can't get the brackets fixed while they're there because it's late in the afternoon. We were tired of that situation happening and we wanted more control over our schedule in the moment. And dental monitoring allows that. Additionally, with DM Insights, it provides training tools and data back to you on how your practice is doing as far as emergencies, uh, condition of the appliances, hygiene programs that you're running. So there's a lot of information and feedback that you get from the platform outside of dynamic scheduling that allows you to make changes and to become the best practice and orthodontist that you can be. You know, we talk a lot about the, the benefits to the practice, but you touched on something really important, which is the benefit to the family, to the patient, to the parent who's coming in and spending their time. And I think that that's, it's worth talking a little bit about because, you know, with any customer service type of uh, service and or I would say orthodontics in large part falls into that category, it's about expectation management. And so, you know, I'm putting myself, we talked at the top of the show about the fact that I have an eight-year-old and we're going to the orthodontist. And so if I put myself in, in the shoes of the parent who you were just describing in your story, I imagine you would say to me ahead of time, knowing that there were three broken brackets on in Maya's mouth, hey, look, this is going to be a little bit of a bigger situation than we thought. Here's what's going on why don't we move this appointment to this time? In the meantime, do this, and that will solve the short-term problem. You'll, you'll only have to come in once. It'll be a little bit longer of an appointment, but we'll fix you right up or fix her right up. And I feel like that is uh, the top level customer service that you could possibly offer. It's explaining what's going on without even having seen her. It's then saying what's going to happen next and how you're going to solve the problem proactively. Uh, it just seems to make a lot of sense for the, the families as well. And, and if I could jump, if I could just, oh, just jump in just for a second, because uh, I do want to kind of bring back the value per visit again and the opportunity for uh, bringing in uh, the limited treatment cases that are out there that are bypassing us right now. And, you know, you don't have to use dynamic scheduling. Uh, if you have dental monitoring, you could see those easy cases in maybe one or two visits. And the, and the value per visit would be double or maybe even triple would it be in a full braces case uh, with the number of visits that we see. So just just throwing that back in there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, to answer both y'all's questions, Amy, I mean, you're absolutely right. As a parent, I would be incredibly upset, especially if I selected an orthodontist that was outside of my immediate geographic area. And then all of a sudden I drive 45, 60 minutes and it, I have to turn around and come back the next day because they can't take care of everything. Uh, it would be frustrating. So I'm not discounting the parents and the families feelings in those moments. And that's why our patients and families really love dental monitoring from their side because they feel like they have even more communication with the office than they did before. Uh, they can text us through the app, which is a great additional feature for the practice. Uh, and they're getting touch points each week when they're doing their scans. So they have seen from their side an increase in the level of communication coming from our practice and they love it. As far as the value per visit go, we've seen 
a, a increase in the value per visit, and especially with the more limited cases that don't have time to come. Uh, you mentioned also, Amy, that you didn't want to make as many trips to the orthodontist. And our families in our area are exactly the same. They're busy. They have cheerleading and football practice and after school commitments. So they don't want to have to come unless they really need to be there in person. So dental monitoring allows us to see those patients on a decreased in-person basis, but an increased uh, supervision uh, basis because we're touching base with them each week. Makes total sense. Um, and that's helpful language as well to hear in terms of how uh, orthodontists looking to implement DM can explain it to parents in a way that's understandable and really puts the, um, the benefit of the technology for them first in the conversation. Because let's be honest, that's what they care about when you're explaining this technology. It's like, how is this going to make life easier for me or my daughter? How is this going to save me time? We have 100 things going on after school every day, more than one child. Everybody knows the drill here. Um, so those sort of benefits um, should definitely be forefront in the conversation of explaining this technology, because that's a new thing as well. Um, to be, It's not only the team and implementing uh, you know, how to include that in the workflow for the team, but it's also new for patients. They, they don't, they wouldn't have known about how to use this and what it means for them um, until you explain. So good point. And that's a carryover. And that's a carryover from the lesson I learned during COVID with my team. The patient also has some skin in the game. They have to do the scans. So if they don't understand the why or the benefit for them, we learned that the compliance with doing the scans isn't going to be there. But if we can get them in, on board for why this is important, why they need to do it, the benefit for them, we see compliance skyrocket with the platform. Yep. So many of our listeners are um, orthodontists in smaller or mid-sized practices, and they're trying to scale but do it efficiently. So what advice would you offer them about how to leverage dental monitoring to achieve that sort of goal? Of course, and that's the beauty of dental monitoring is it's so adaptable based on the practice's individual goals. So we're a larger, more established practice in our main location, but our satellite uh, was only a couple years old or is only a couple years old. And we're in a smaller footprint, uh, startup, and we only have three clinic chairs. So I, I know long term, I'm not going to be able to maximize my time there. But with dental monitoring, I'm able to create a virtual clinic, in a sense, that allows me to see more patients in a smaller physical footprint. So for their smaller to mid-sized practices, if you feel like, oh, hey, I'm kind of getting limited by my physical space? Uh, do I start looking for a bigger space or a renovation or a new building altogether? Dental monitoring can help bridge that gap where you can continue to grow. You don't have to hit the brakes uh, on the growth while you're under a construction project. You can continue to grow while you're looking for new space or bigger space. So, um, Barry, you mentioned that if you had it to do all over again, one of the one of the important lessons that you learned was to involve your team uh, right up at the beginning and not kind of 
you know, uh, kind of dump some new idea on them and hope them that, that, that they come on board. So for some of our listeners that are considering using um, remote monitoring like dental monitoring, um, what advice would you give them? Would you have them, you know, start with just aligners, start with just remote, you know, like distance cases? Would you have them just go, best way is just go all in? You know, from your experience, what do you think the best approach would be? A lot of that depends on the practice breakdown. Uh, if it's a 90 to 95% bracket patient and you may only do one or two aligner cases a month, I would recommend doing everybody because if you start with just aligners, you're not going to get to that threshold of patient number on the platform to really see the benefits. And that's really the, the advice I would give is whether it's braces or aligners or a mix of both to get enough patients on the platform, which is typically the 20 to 30 mark before you really start seeing some of the benefits and you can compare the patients that are on the platform to the patients that are not. We saw that because we uh, jumped all in. We put all our patients on dental monitoring coming out of COVID, but we still had a group of legacy patients that we were wrapping up treatment. So those patients were never on dental monitoring and we were able to compare and contrast, okay, this is how the patients on monitoring are tracking and progressing through treatment. Whereas these legacy patients are still having some of the traditional hangups uh, that we all uh, know about. And we were able to see the benefit and really solidify in our minds, the advantages of using dental monitoring. Great. Listen, thank you so much, Dr. Barry Benton, for joining us today. Um, if our listeners have questions, um, how might they reach out to you? Sure. I'm always open uh, for conversations and questions. My email is drbarry, D-R-B-A-R-R-Y, at bracesbybenton.com. You can also find us through our website of the same name, bracesbybenton.com. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. We will have you back. This has been really helpful. Thanks, Wonderful. Barry. It was a pleasure, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. This episode is powered by Dental Monitoring and ULab Systems. We're pleased to be working more closely with both of these companies as they are leaders in innovative orthodontic technologies, and they provide orthodontists with the tools to offer profitable treatment options to patients and a better patient experience. And you know how much we like talking about that as well. So there are lots of remote monitoring technologies out there right now and in the world keeps getting even bigger. But as you heard from uh, Barry, AI is one of the major differentiators, um, whether you're offering aligners or brackets and wires, and he's about 70% braces in his practice. Dental monitoring's remote monitoring makes it possible for you to track progress and also offer patients fewer visits. So from a marketing perspective, our favorite perspective, um, that's a really strong way to attract new patients and differentiate your practice in your local market. And also attract new types of patients that you might not have been able to treat beforehand. 
So we thank Dr. Barry Benton for his time and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can subscribe or download other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, now YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate you telling a colleague. For more information about People and Practice, which is our company, we offer growth consultancy and marketing services to orthodontists. You can sign up for our free marketing newsletter on our website, pplpractice.com. Thank you all for watching and or listening. If you'd like to contact me with any marketing questions, uh, just shoot me an email at leon at pplpractice.com. And remember, for forward-thinking orthos, it's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. We are in the golden age. Take advantage of it. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the golden age of orthodontics. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit our website at thegoldenageoforthodontics.com for direct links to both the audio and video versions of this episode. 